Namaste and thank you for joining us. Watch Her Rise is a podcast aimed at purpose-driven women who are also empowered business leaders, mothers, sisters and daughters. Running a business is hard, but living a meaningless life is worse. This podcast will share mindset tips and wisdom from other successful sisters. The more we share queen tips, the more we thrive together and rise. All right. Um, here we go. We're live. This is very exciting. Okay. So everybody that's listening and watching, thank you so much for doing so. Thank you for joining the Watch Her Ride Rise podcast. I have to edit that that part out, but Watch Her Rise podcast. The podcast is sponsored by SeriousShines.com. It's a digital marketing agency for small business owners. So more than three million U.S. cases per year. Um, there are three, at least three million, that of people that suffer from fibromyalgia. I think the numbers for autoimmune are probably exponentially more. But in particular, we're talking about fibro. According to the medical community, this and all these autoimmune diseases have left a lot of people just feeling like they have nothing. We have no help, no support. They basically tell you, this is, my, and I'm talking from my personal experience, so please, you know, jump in here too. But the idea is that, you know, you've got this horrible thing. Good yeah. luck, go home. And then we're going to try a bunch of medications yeah. and treat you like a lab rat. Right. And then yeah. sorry if the side effects are similar to the actual disease. Um, yeah, it's I, I was I was blown away. I mean, it took me forever to get off Cymbalta. Um, then, you know, you have these other conditions and then they basically kind of cluster together, send you home and say goodbye with a lot of medication. And so today I want to introduce a very special guest. Her health advice has helped me so personally. It's helped so many other people. Maybe Amanda, you can elaborate on that. But I am excited to introduce Amanda Elise Love. She is a registered holistic nutritionist, which is amazing and much needed today. She literally has the best podcast for fibro. So I highly recommend you check it out. It's on Apple. And um, I don't know if you're anywhere else, but- It's everywhere. It's on all the different platforms. Perfect. So I promise I will add the link when I upload this to all the different podcasts so you can hear it yourself. And I, can, I think we can just go ahead and get started if that works for you, Amanda. I have a question right out of the gate. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. So the first thing I want to know is, can you tell us really what it is you do? I, I gave your title. Yeah. Can you kind of give us an explanation of what it is you do and what's your mission? Uh, so my mission is to give people to realize there are natural solutions out there with fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. And we don't always have to go down the medical route. I actually, I did the whole Zibalta. I did the physical <sighs> therapy. I did the pain management, so I've been there. And it's to get people to be able to live a life again. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times with, with fibromyalgia, you, you're you stuck on the couch. Yes. You, can't, you can't even take a basic shower, which is so sad. I remember being in so much pain and the water hitting my back and my body. And it was like, I can't go through this mm -hmm. next 70 years plus. At that time, I was 20 years old. And so I think people need to realize there are help, there's help out there. It just might take some time to find it. And the doctors don't know everything. And so what my, 
So what I do is I do, I do have a 45 minute phone call where we discuss everything about you. I think a lot of times the doctors, they only have 10 minutes. They'll say, okay, what's wrong with you? Okay, here's the medication you should take. Um, here's some blood work we might do. And then a lot of times our blood work might come back normal or it might show a few little things that we, but not anything that's like, for me, it was just normal pretty much. And so I do that. I get to know you, you learn about my services in that free phone call. And then we decide, okay, do you want to do my group programs? I have a 30 day and then I have an eight to 10 week one. The 30 day one covers the fatigue, pain and sleep that everybody is complaining about because those are the three main issues with fibromyalgia and then everybody can learn about that on my website if you want to know more information and then i go into elimination diet but that's more strict and stuff so i would never recommend anyone do that and then i eventually or if you really really need the accountability and you want super super specific advice specific to your body concerns, then we do a 90 minute health history because I want to learn what's your lifestyle like? What's your health like? What, what are the three main issues? A lot of times when people fill these, these forms out, they won't be totally honest because they don't think of the things like how, so are you having any sweets or they might leave that out or they might leave out that they're not snacking or or I'm like okay you said you eat this meal what what other meals do you eat maybe they've only talked about one meal right. so <laughs> it gives me a super clear idea mm -hmm. and then it also covers it also is more it shows me okay so your digestive system, you have a lot of issues in the digestive system and it will, and it will tell me that, or you have a lot of immune issues. And then it all ties back to those, usually those top three health concerns. And so then I decide at the end of that, I decide, okay, maybe compare, knowing how like, committed you are or how, like where you are. Cause a lot of times people with fibromyalgia, it's, they can't get off the couch. So I'm not gonna tell you to cook a meal that's like very complex or anything or do something very complex if you can't even do that. So maybe we start with, okay, let's start with the sleep issue. Maybe we start with the fatigue issue first. So you're not boiling the ocean really. Yeah. I don't want to, do I don't want people to think that I give so much recommendations mm -hmm. that it overwhelms you. I always yeah. like to start very, very slowly and we could go as fast as that person was right. Because we're busy people or we are dealing with the fatigue, the pain with the fibromyalgia. So the main thing is Mm -hmm. a few minutes every day to get your health better, then we'll work up from that.
Right. So you're talking about a holistic approach as opposed to a doctor yeah. that just tells you to go yeah. away, right? So yeah. I, <laughs> I want to know from you what your opinion is. And the reason I'm bringing this up is not yeah. all, all of our listeners on this YouTube or this podcast particularly have bipolar. Yeah. So I wondered if we could take a step back because I would yeah. love to hear what your theories on since you have a holistic approach to it. I have my own theories. The, a lot yeah. of podcasts that I have is dedicated to women that are kind of high energy. I'm a type A, get it done, get it all. And I don't know if you saw any trends in personality and the connection to actually the people suffering and, and, and how that kind of impacts the healing that you do. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think they, they were very driven people, mm-hmm. people with diagnosis and before all this happened. And I think a lot of times now, I think they're still doing stuff even though they should, probably should be relaxing and stuff yeah but and then a lot of times I think they decide uh, they get to a point where okay my health is just going to be the same for the rest of my life but so I'm not going to focus on that I'm just going to be say I'm okay because the family and friends don't understand. So it's, it's a unique, isn't it? I mean, I found like I was feeling like, I think some of the things you're talking about, nobody can understand the pain in the shower. Nobody understands how it feels like all of your cells are kind of awake and everything is hypersensitive. And I think that the point I I really, the reason I just really want to talk more about some of the healing you have is because as a woman that was, I was in charge of all the finances. I couldn't And so there are women and people, I should say they're all genders, that have this bad illness and then they just lay there, right? And I'm not judging that at all, but I'm just saying there's another level where you're trying to figure out how to keep going. And what I found is I went online, I found you, I found resources. And I think you like understand that there are solutions outside of the medical community, right? That you're providing. Yeah, and I think a lot of times, I think you get to, people go from doctor to doctor so then they stop looking for answers so there's like two groups there's the people yes. who are stuck complaining 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 yes. and they get in these fibro groups on facebook social media yeah and all they want to do is complain yeah and i'm so glad that wasn't around when i when i was first diagnosed 10 years ago because that's a bad rabbit hole to go down yes and so, and then there's the second group who are looking for answers and they're still, they might still be looking for answers or they decided, okay, well, I'm just not going to look for answers anymore. So I'm not imagining that trend. Cause I personally went and I think I saw all 12 doctors at my Kaiser. I mean, I literally went yeah. test to test. I mean, I, my medical file is probably this big. And the only way I was able to turn it around was through diet. And that yeah, was and I, I, meditation. I, yeah, a diet was a big, a big thing for me. I eventually found a wellness chiropractor and he said to my grandmother, if you, if she has been diagnosed with fibromyalgia at the age of 20 years old, she's been very, very sick a long time. Mm-hmm. And I actually was born six weeks early I had a lot of immune issues. I was, I would run a fever every four to six weeks. Oh my God. And, and so 
I was on antibiotics and all of that, but the wellness chiropractor actually said to, he said, okay, you're going to do an elimination diet. He tested me for food sensitivities and all of that. I found out I had high sensitivities, the highest ever in his practice for gluten, two genes from both parents, um, one from each. And I would, had to cut out the soy, the eggs, the dairy, and all of that. And I've done that for the past nine years since 2011. And, and did was, you feel a, a difference immediately? Because gluten is yeah. a simple fix when you're in pain. I would get yeah. anything to get rid of that pain, right? Yeah, I, I was totally, I, to, I totally felt better. I had a lot of headache. I was getting headaches, like constant headaches all the time like every single day and stuff. I didn't know that could have been because of the that gluten at the time. I had not, it wasn't such a, like a fad that it was. I mean, that it's so big now. I didn't really know about gluten-free or any of that back in 2010. Oh yeah. I mean, now everybody knows about going gluten-free, which is sort of a good thing. And then it's sort of a bad thing because I sort of feel like, it's good to know that gluten might not be the best thing for people, but then I think people think that it's the full answer. And I never, and I tell people it's not your full answer. You might have to, you might feel better getting rid of that just one food, but it might be several foods that you have to get rid of. And I think people don't realize that one little molecule of gluten can stay in your body for up to weeks, up to months. My God. So I, I tell people, yeah, you've got gluten free, but how long did you do it for? Mm -hmm. I think people think they do it for a week or two that automatically they're going to feel better. It might be, you might feel better. You might not, but it all depends on how many other health issues you're dealing with too. It's not, one little thing and I think we need to get past that point where we think oh what thing's gonna fix you because you didn't wake up with these health issues so it might take months it might take years it might take weeks you know in society body. where you take a pill that is yeah. good advice you know because I think we are conditioned to think oh you just take this or you take that but I think this is a lifestyle change right this is like a yeah and I, and I think a lot of times I think people are, people will say to me, well, my family member t told me to do juicing or my, or my family member took, told me to do this. And I'm like, yeah, but unless somebody's actually a, like in the health field and is studying nutrition, they really shouldn't be giving out advice. And a lot of times I see a lot of random advice oh, out crazy. there. It's a frustrating, right? And I even get it from my family. Just when I was yeah. diagnosed, I thought, God, am I pregnant? You know, they're like, oh, drink the coconut milk, rub this, <laughs> do this. Hey, what? It's just this unsolicited advice that you continually get because everybody thinks, your friends think it'll fix easy, right? They'll just go, oh, cut this out. You'll be fine, right? I know. I, I'm like, I, that's what drives me crazy about the fibro mm -hmm. Facebook groups because they just give up random advice all the time. And I'm like, that's not gonna fix the person. Right. It's it, it's very individualized to that person. And mm -hmm. 
I mean, there are certain supplements that help everybody, but I mean, really, if people are really complex and they have so many health issues that it's like, you really should go to an expert because you can't do this alone. And, and a lot of times, different, right? Everybody's, yeah, everybody's different. And I could give you the suggestions that are right for you at that time. And we all have different lifestyles and we all have different stuff going on. And we're all different ages, live in different places. So it's all these different things. And I think a lot of times I think people think, oh, it's health, nutrition is a simple thing. And I'm like, it's not a simple thing. There's a psychology here that I think you yeah. bring up that I think is important for women that are driven is that you just have to stop. I did everything ancillary to try not to stop. So this, yeah. I mean, I think I'm probably a year in and I still feel like I have some health that I can do. Yeah. Now, like I, I was, I'm able to like walk where I was never able to take a walk. And so it yeah. was, it's been a long journey because I had to get to the point where I was like, I have to stop somebody like you get that whole holistic view of what my lifestyle needs to change and not just try to piecemeal it, which is what I try. I would read something online and then I'd be like, okay, I'm doing this or I'm <laughs> take this yeah. asylum husk and do this whole thing. <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of times people with fibromyalgia, they, if they're not working, they're still doing a lot of yes. different stuff. And I'm like, and I understand that. I think you you don't want to focus on the fibromyalgia. You don't want to focus on your health. You So you just do all this other stuff. And I'm like, if you're really super sick, you get to a point where all you could do is focus on the fibromyalgia. Yes. And I think that's what forced me because I had just done a personal training program mm -hmm. and the year, be year before. And so I had completed that. And then it started with, and then I started with all the pain and all of that but I think you have to focus on your health and tell people that sometimes because I well, think your family too when you have yeah, your family on you that's your the, family the I think in the end if you you have to do it for yourself first and then you have to do it for your family because you want to be able to enjoy your family and I couldn't have said that 10 years ago that I would have been able to enjoy my family, enjoy what I love to do and stuff if I hadn't focused on my health. You said it very subtly, but self-love, it has to start. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's very yeah. self-love. I mean, honestly, I think I had people in my life, luckily that supported me and wanted me to find the answers. That's great. And that's why I think that's a big thing. If you could find those people to actually do that, if not, then you hire me or somebody to support you. Because you a lot of psychological support too, right? Through this process. Yeah. It's yeah. I actually did a course on psychology of eating and stuff. So I, but it's, it's a lot of, I've realized it's a lot of mental. Mm -hmm. If you, I mean, I could give you all the answers and stuff, but if you're not going to do it, then that's up to you. You have to be at that point where you're like, I'm so sick and tired. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to live a life. I mean, now I can live a life 
where I could do this. I could do this. I could do these interviews with people and I could do my podcast. I could see clients to do all these things. And family wise, I have a little niece who's like 15 months old. So it's, it's so important to put these things like somewhere. So you don't know where you're going to be in 10 years, most likely, but you need to have an end goal and sort of in mind. Or if you like, sometimes I think that's why people hire me is they don't know their end goal, but at least they know that I've been there. So I think you bring up something so wonderful that I think, so it's a, it was a three-year journey for me and I found the same thing. I had to like prioritize myself. I had to shut yeah. the critics that all thought they knew how to cure this thing. And it's just a uh, yeah. problem. I got told it was a mental problem by a couple of people. I even had a doctor that said to me, well, you know, if fibro is on your chart, then, you know, we kind of know there's a psychological issue. And I think of it as what you said, which is it's time to self-care, slow down and kind of yeah. reevaluate. I didn't have support systems around me. I'm trying yeah. to stop building that. But I think you bring a valid point. Even if you have a very dysfunctional support system or a right. that you're finally realizing, okay, uh, maybe they're not out for my best, that there's somebody like you out there. I think there's nothing wrong with reaching out to somebody. And you, you said you provide that emotional support. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, what I, I totally like after that 90 minute health history, we do check up phone calls every couple of weeks. You could check in and email me if you have questions. So I'm always there for people because I think that's a big thing is that people know that they're not alone yes. and that they, and I hope that people learn that they could follow through on things. Pain can feel very lonely. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of times people with fibromyalgia, mm-hmm. they've, they're very, very depressed. I mean, I had, I went out of the room and the rheumatologist told my grandma, he's like, oh, she's depressed. Well, of course she's <laughs> depressed. I mean, of course I'm depressed. I haven't- You don't feel good. I can't, I can't do anything. I'm 20 years old and I gotta get off the couch and I couldn't do anything. What the, but I mean, they, the doctors say some crazy things to mm-hmm. people with fibromyalgia. Yeah. And then I think, people with fibromyalgia just get to the point where they don't want to hear anybody else's advice and stuff and it hasn't helped them. So what about the, the, also when I say type A, I don't mean just like aggressive. I just also mean, are you also seeing like a pattern of people that are just givers that put everybody else first except themselves? Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people do that. I think that's amazing that you see that within the people that you're helping. Yeah. Um, I I think, A lot of times I'll have people say to me, well, I'm super busy. I'm like, this isn't going to take too much time besides the phone calls, of course. But I think people need to realize they do have an hour, half an hour, 15 minutes, whatever it is, 10 minutes to take care of their health. Start with 10 minutes a day. I mean, Mm -hmm. or five minutes a day. I mean, it's not you have to start slowly and then build yourself up to however much time you need every day to feel your best. And a lot of times I tell people, everybody's always working on their health. We're not perfect. I'm not perfect. 
So I don't want people to feel like if they mess up or they say they've been off the gluten for a while and they go back to having a little bit of gluten, I don't want people to feel judged. I never judge you. I'll just say, okay, what can you do better next time? Or maybe we need to change something or so I want I want it to be a safe space for them. You know, in a world full of judgment, that's a big step yeah. you made. Because yeah. I think that's part of the problem. I at least felt like I had to follow all these different things. I look back and nothing really materialistically really <laughs> matters in life, right? I mean, when you go back and you're like, you're working so hard and you have sort of this yeah. two cars and then you're like, but I'm sick. Yeah, I, I think a lot of times we look, especially this year, I think people should, they should know what's the most, they should realize what's the most important things, especially with this year going on and everything's going on. Oh, there's a hidden gift there, maybe. Yeah, I think it's I think it's forcing everybody to slow down and see what are the most important things to them and what they don't need mm-hmm. and what they do need and getting rid of it. You know, and it's, it's amazing because it sounds like you have uh, exposure from fibro from a different perspective. So I'm going to just poke a little bit of what you said earlier too. You said yeah. something about the fact that your test results can be normal. Yeah. And how does that work? So I did, um, so I have, so with the like blood, he did blood. I've had regular blood work and stuff and then he did. And, but I've had, um, he did like, I did all the the testing, like the pricking, and that's showing up in the app for the allergies. But for him, he actually did this test, and it and it's a people could look up the company. It's Entro Labs, and um, he did a saliva. He did saliva. He also did stool and blood, and and but. It's so this is a very good like company that does food sensitivities. And I think a lot of times I think people, for whatever reason, I don't know what it is. The doctors don't do the food sense. They don't do that type of testing. So, but he was a wellness chiropractor and now he's now 10 years later, I actually, he's very well known and stuff. But I think a lot of times, I think with our testing, our things could look normal and then we, but then people are like, well, then why am I sick? And I think a lot of times you realize, you know your body more than the doctors know your body. And so if you think, I'm dealing with excruciating pain, fatigue, whatever those health issues are, Maybe it's a hormone issues. Maybe you're just having hormone issues and you're just, it's not right. Like your hormones are out of whack. That I think a lot of times we need to realize, okay, is who should I go to? And if there's not someone in your city, nowadays, everybody does things online worldwide. So you don't have to do it in your city. So I think we have to get to a point where we decide, oh, I'm gonna go for this health concern to who's someone who specializes it. Cause I think specializing is a very big thing and I hope it gets bigger in the next 10, 20 years because I don't think everybody knows everything about a health issue. 
Right. So, and I'm still working on my health issues too. So I would go to someone, for example, would be hormones. That would be, I would go to someone who specializes, who's more focused in that. If it's a, that you bring up this test because that's what, <laughs> what, what happened to me is I started getting these tests and then I started going online and going to Harvard medical and finding yeah. what are these tests? And then I had to go back and say, well, maybe you should do this test and this test. Now, mind you, I'm not a PhD. I mean, I don't have yeah. a degree. I just was felt like I was in the fight for my life to kind of get it back on track. And right. it sounds like you're, you know, you're also saying the same thing. You have to go deeper into these tests that maybe aren't listed on a medical, like at medical school, they probably, I don't know what they do for fibro. They, it feels like they just say, send them away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with the fibromyalgia, I actually talked to somebody, uh, called out the top. I went to one of the top rheumatology places wow. and it was in Arizona, in the country. It was in Mesa, Arizona, because mm-hmm. it was only like 20 minutes away where I used to live 10 years ago. And now they just, now I just, they just said, well, we don't take people with fibromyalgia. Okay. Wow. So I don't know what that, what they're doing or what's going on, but a lot of times these people are diagnosed with the fibromyalgia by the rheumatology places, or you're either diagnosed by you might be diagnosed by your primary care doctor. Yeah. But most of the times the rheumatologist. Mm-hmm. So I think it's not that they give you any answers, but no, I got none. In fact, my I mean, I, I don't I don't know what's the point. They just diagnose you. And I yeah. think it's really sad. I don't know how you were diagnosed, but I was diagnosed with the trigger point where they touch all down yes. your back yeah. your neck and your shoulders your legs five points arms, right there all yeah. these different points yeah and they're like oh you have fibromyalgia i'm like okay i didn't i didn't know what that meant <laughs> but and then they give you a pamphlet and then they say okay do i was given sabalta but i only pamphlet took it is the worst i'm sorry i i only <laughs> took it i only took it because i'm very sensitive I never, I don't take, I'm, I don't take medications, yeah. but when I have taken medications, which isn't very many in my lifetime, cause I'm only going to be 31 oh in gosh. January. So, so, so I get, I get nauseous and I don't feel right with medications mm-hmm. and it might be a genetic thing. Cause my grandmother was the same way, mm-hmm. but they only said do the physical therapy. I'm like, well, I just completed a personal training thing the year before, but okay. Right. And then it's like, it goes you, and then I did pain management also, because that was right next door. And I said, well, should I do that? And then it starts the rabbit hole. So how does that work? Cause I look, I've driven by those pain management centers. It doesn't. Sound- yeah. So with the pain management, I believe they have these places like across the country. I don't, in the U.S. I don't know if they're in the world. I forget what the place was called. It's been so long, but um, they do a consultation, of course. And then they say, oh, you're going to have to do three treatments. And then they, so I'm like, okay. So they take your 
blood, I mean, not your blood, your blood pressure and your weight. And then they have you lay on a, like a table, whatever, and they draw circles down your back. Hmm. And then they roll you into a room. And of course you're awake. And then they shoot the needle. And it was a pretty big needle into your, all those different trigger points. Oh my and they were God. supposed to think that's supposed to help with the fibromyalgia. That's horrible. And then your blood sugar crashes, your, you have to have cookies and juice, and then you're sort of nauseous at the, because you, and you have to wait till that goes back up. And I would come out and I was just, and I'd get in the car and I was just crying. Mm. And I only get two of the three because I was like, I'm not doing the third because that's so painful. But then the following year, I, as I said, I found the wellness chiropractor, but I mean, a lot of times I think it's sad that these doctors say to you, you should do this, you should do this. And there's no results. That's I don't know why why they recommend to do the physical therapy. I mean, I've talked to so many people who say physical therapy has done nothing for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, just what you described sounds horrific as a. Yeah, it's horrific. And I don't know why we have these pain management places. They sound like a mockery of what acupuncture and the chakra system. Yeah. God knows what they're hitting. Yeah. And I also did acupuncture later on, but I mean, I, I think a lot of times we get, everybody gets the same five or six recommendations with fibromyalgia. It's frustrating. And then I don't understand why we even, I wish people, I wish doctors want to even give the recommendations because it's like, they don't even know that it's not working. It's like, they should know that they should know that it's not working for so many people. Why do they continue to tell us the same recommendations? And it makes me wonder too, about the whole engine of finance that's behind all the medication. Pharmaceuticals. It's just it's all the conspiracy there is, but it does kind of make you. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's so much money going into it all. It's yeah, it's probably corrupt. I mean, yeah. yeah. So the the fact that you've dedicated your time, you took those ten years and of of all those lessons, and you're you're putting it out there. I'm trying to do it in my own way with meditation and things that I'm trying to do with wellness. Yeah. Because I do think it's holistic. You know, you mentioned, it gave me goosebumps when you said just giving yourself five to 10 minutes because that's how I started my journey. I was so burned out that I I hit a wall and I stopped. And then I promised myself I would do, I use Insight Timer because it's free, but I I did five minutes a day. Now I worked myself up to 20, but it's meditation is not something that I think people understand the actual, like it's not A to B of the benefits, but I think with everything you're talking about, it's a tiny slice. And I think- You know, it does give you that emotional of like, stop with all the monkey mind and the thoughts and just relax and take care of yourself, I think, right? Yeah, I think a lot of times I think we need to just, whatever it is, if it's eating better, working out, taking a walk with your dogs, playing with your, if you have kids or grandkids or whatever it is, you have to incorporate it into your life. I think we get so busy that we... I don't enjoy life as much as we should. So we have and to offer goals too. Yeah. Setting very, very small goals because yeah. you don't want to get to the end of your life and be like, 
oh, all I did was work and I didn't enjoy that time when my I was so there. I I mean, I have no identity except my job. Yeah. You have to get to a point where you're like, okay, what else is there in life? And you have to do it for your, you have to get to a point where you want to get better for you, but you want to be around for family, friends, and everybody else, because they don't want to see you sick and tired. They don't want to see that. So whatever's the main thing that's important to you, that should be why you get better. What would you say? And it could change. That's the thing is that to, yeah. to, you're right. Like, it's almost like all the weight loss plans I've done in my life. It doesn't, nothing works until I say to myself, I love myself enough that I deserve this healthy food. There's yeah. a weird paradigm shift I had to make, you know, like, instead of like, oh God, I'm depriving myself. I really realized like, oh my God, there's like, I got Ezekiel bread yesterday. It was the most yeah. exciting thing I've ever had. And you look at the ingredients, it's healthy and it's doable. And just like what you said, the small little tiny steps, right? It is really the. Yeah. And I don't want people to feel like they're deprived of I don't, I don't like to put people on diets or anything like that, but you might have to be super strict for a while, but that's way down the road. Yeah. We might start something simple, like looking at your breakfast and seeing, okay, are you eating enough? Because sometimes people aren't eating enough, or maybe they're, they just need something simple, like add a vegetable to your breakfast, just a little I think sometimes I think people think it's, it can't, it can be complex, but it also could be very simple advice that you think to yourself, well, why didn't I think of that? But that, and somebody tells you that and you're like, oh. Well, the elimination diet used to scare me to death. I was like, yeah. God, I can't do that. Like, what am I supposed to do? Just stop living. And I did it with small steps. I mean, I even notice now if I eat something that's fried, I physically feel sick. And I, yeah. I notice now, at least I see, I was so out of my body because of the pain mentally. But then once I started to eat like tiny things, like you said, maybe cucumbers here or certain, yeah. like I found celery juice was really helpful for me. Those tiny little things. And then you notice when you eat something greasy, you literally can feel how yeah. just the energy guts lower. Yeah. And I think a lot of times I think people think it's more it's, but you really, if you can have the juice, like you said, that's a great way to start. I mean, I think a lot of times people think, oh, it's going to take an hour out of my day. And like, no, it's just little, little things. And then eventually you don't even realize it's taking that much time out of your day because you're so used to doing it. Right. Like to sell it, what a buck 85, I would just shred the whole thing. And then I told, and then I bought like a really cheap, I didn't buy like those crazy Vitamixes that are $400 or whatever. Yeah. I just got something cheap at the target and it's, you know, I add black pepper or whatever. I don't know if you have something that you want to speak to on that, the celery particularly, but that was just the start of sort of like, at first I was like, oh, and then I started to really connect with my body was feeling better. You know. Yeah. I think a lot of times I think we have to realize when we eat something mm-hmm. that it does it does it make me feel good? Does it energize me or does it deplete me? Yes. And I think it's always good to like track what you're 
not to not to count calories because I'm not about that, but track just to see what you're eating and then look at it a couple hours later and say, okay, did that make me feel good or did that? Boy, can that question work for yeah. everything? Yeah, I think a lot <laughs> of times. For I, everything. I think I think a lot of times I think we just think we just eat and we just don't even realize what our body is doing. Mm -hmm. I think we're at that point where in society where we have the holidays coming up, we have all this going on. So we're like, oh, we'll just take care of it in the new year. And yeah. really you need to take care of your body every single day. I think procrastination is a form of yeah. sabotage sometimes, you know? Yeah. I think people procrastinate and say, oh, I'm going to do it in the new year. And I'm like, yeah. You're not going to do it in the new year, most likely. <laughs> You'll do it the next new year because that's what you're going to say. Yeah, you're going to say that every year. And then I don't want you to go three months, six months, a year, a year and a half, two years, and you're still in the same spot with your health. You know, because, I really like your energy. about, about Because that's not serving you right. and it's not serving anybody else that's in your world. The key is serving you, right? I mean, I think yeah. like everything you've said today that all the things you talked about are all connected. I love that there's non-judgmental help. I love that you're yeah. getting this really nice, like, hey, let's try to do it in pieces so you're not overwhelmed. It sounds like those are your core philosophy. Yeah, I don't want to overwhelm people. I think we have so much getting, I guess you would say pushed. I don't know, just so much like, noise and everything yes. and stuff so if we could do it very slowly and you actually take the steps because mm -hmm. i don't want to just give advice to give advice i want you to actually implement what i say i love it is is there any other final thoughts that you you had um the biggest thing i guess i was what i just said is just taking action because if you don't take action, then you're going to be still stuck in that same place. And I don't want you to be still on the couch, fatigued and pain, not able to enjoy your life, whatever, whatever your age is, because I totally believe you can actually enjoy your life at any age and you can feel better. And then if anyone wants to find me, they could find me on Instagram or Facebook, it's Amanda Lee Love. My website is Amanda Lee Love, where you could download a free sleep guide, which helps raise mm -hmm. that serotonin levels and keep, get you to fall asleep and get that deep restful sleep so you don't feel like a truck has hit you, which is the main thing. It's exactly how it feels. Yeah, with fibromyalgia and you can always find my podcast. It's everywhere and it's fibromyalgia, real solutions with Amanda Love. And the biggest thing is for people to reach out and start listening. And if they want to do that phone call, that is also on my website. Yeah. So there is a phone call. That's my next thing. I'm going to put all yeah. your links below so everybody can find you because this is yeah. like I am like, hallelujah, there's a woman out there that's going to help, um, you know, because you don't have to do this alone. Right. But 
I'll put all the links down there, but you know, in terms of like, what if I'm somebody who's a little still apprehensive, I'm not quite sure if, if, you know, going and working with you, you said you offer a phone call. Is that like a no obligation? Yeah. So yeah, either you can, that's a 45 minute phone call. And we just, just discuss your health issues and my, and then I say, well, I think maybe you should do one-on-one or maybe you should do the 30 day program. Those will, are the two that I recommend. I don't recommend the other one till way down the line. And that's the biggest thing. Or you just get on the, start with the sleep guide. That's really simple. You, it, you get it right away and you're on my email list. So you get the emails about what I'm about and you will get that email where I also, sh- I have a, podcast episode that comes out every single Sunday, a new episode. So every Tuesday you get a new podcast episode. So you could be, you could spend a couple months just listening to my podcast for a while to see what I'm about Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I'm always happy to talk to people through messenger and stuff. If people have questions and they just want to learn what I'm about and everything. So so this is going to go on my, on the YouTube as well as, as our podcast. And I, for the people that are going to be listening on the podcast, I cannot tell you how Amanda's sincerity just comes through. You can tell she really wants to help other people. She's like a very unique soul, especially in these times where everybody's kind of like trying to, you know, not that everybody's out for themselves, but right. it's very difficult to find that this type of sincerity that you offer, Amanda, I can't tell you enough as somebody who's kind of overcome all of it. It's, I, I know that there's somebody out there that's going to listen and, and reach out to you and get some help. So, and it's no obligation, right? You get the 45 minute um, yeah. conversation, feel comfortable. Like she said, you can watch her YouTube and see her philosophy and her way of. Right. And with you, I just want people to realize that there's help out there yes. and I don't want you to get to a point where you stop looking for answers. And it means so much to me that you what you said. It's so true. I mean, you can feel it in your eyes. I mean, it's very different. And I say this from the point the viewpoint of how refreshing you are when you've gone through, like I said, I went through 12 doctors and I just coldness in their eyes. And I think that the fact that you have such a depth of sincerity, I would, you know, feel very comfortable just coming to you because you also need that emotional support. You can't just have that says, here's your paperwork. There's checkout. Yeah left with this heavy, heavy. I mean, I was given so many crazy diagnoses. I just dump them out of my mind now. And I'm like, you know, healthy lifestyle. I'm not even going to listen to it, but if you're here and you're here to help, I think people should take you up on it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time too. I'm so grateful.